0: Thank you for your beautiful singing this evening. Don't you love those Christmas carols? Beautiful, beautiful. Let's just pause for a few moments this evening to have a brief time in God's Word as we consider these scripture passages that we have read together and also these songs that we have sung. What we have read is, of course, the Christmas narrative from the Annunciation when Mary received the news. That Jesus would be conceived in her to the time he was born, of course, to the time that the wise men came after that. I want to focus in on that passage in Luke chapter 2, especially when the shepherds are gathered together with them. In that same region, there were shepherds out in the field watching their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This, this is amazing. What does this announcement bring? Good news of great joy. This is what the word gospel means. It literally means good news. The word gospel is an announcement, it's a proclamation. It's almost like if you remember those medieval movies that you've seen about castles and town criers. The gospel is literally an announcement that is pronounced by a town crier. Hear ye, hear ye. This is what the king has ordered you to hear today. Right in the middle of the town. That's what the word gospel means. It's an announcement of good news. And the angels were not going to let the shepherds forget that. Because they were trembling. If you saw angels out in the middle of the night in the pasture, you'd be afraid as well. The whole light the whole night sky light up with singing angels would make you fear, and me fear as well. It would take us by awe. But lo and behold, these angels were not there to pronounce judgment on them, for these shepherds and all of us were already born under judgment, and this is why Christmas exists because God so loves the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You see, this Christmas story is only good news of great joy if you get to the heart of the matter. The reason it is good news is because although we are born under judgment, although we are born at enmity with God, we don't have to remain in that condition Like that song says, joy to the world. And all these other Christmas carols. God and sinners reconciled. This is what it's all about. This is why we can have hope and joy at Christmas time. This is why. It's not about the commercialization or the sentimentalities. And trust me, I'm a sucker for Christmas like everyone else. Right? I love the songs. I love the decorations. Matter of fact, we decorate for Christmas in our house the first weekend of November. Sometimes it was even up at Halloween. This is how much we love Christmas. I'm not kidding about that. But more than the sentimentalities and the the tradition and all this lovely stuff, we need to pause to remember tonight that as Christians we have good news of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, King David, Who was promised an heir to sit on his throne forever. The angels made sure to throw that in there as well. Remember this is what you guys have been waiting for. In the city of David. One of David's sons has finally come. And he will rule and reign forever. But he's not arriving as a king on a red carpet. With white horses. No. He's born to a virgin and a carpenter who all who are legally married although they've never consummated their marriage I mean this is an odd story it's one that you probably would never write it's incredible the events that brought all these things into place but yet this is what God chose to bring in this news of great joy and it was so joyous that suddenly there was the, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, and here's the purpose of Christmas it's what the angels say Glory to God in the highest. That is why Christmas is, because God the Father was glorified to send his Son to save you and me. It brought God great glory. The word glory means honor or worthiness or weightiness, value. God was honored and glorified and filled with joy because Christmas came, his son came, his son is bringing this good news of great joy and it brings him glory because what Adam and Eve messed up in the garden Is about to be put back together again. What broke in the beginning. Will now be repaired in the end. And I don't have to convince you. That we do live in a very broken world. But like I said to you this morning. In the sermon. It won't always be like that. And Christmas is proof. That there are better days. That are coming. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, here's the question I have for you. That's what the angel said. Peace can be had for those on earth. And what's the condition? Among those with whom he is pleased. The question is, how do we please God? I know, we need to live a very good life and do a bunch of good works, right? And one day when we get to heaven, maybe our good works will outweigh our bad works. Is that, is that how God is pleased? No. Because here's the truth, you could never obey enough. You could never live long enough. You could live a thousand years and it still wouldn't be enough. With all of your good works. You could live a million years. And it still wouldn't be enough. Why? Because one sin is enough to separate you from God. One sin was enough. For God to send his son. To save you. There's only one way to please God. And the Bible says without faith. It is impossible to please him. So how do we. Please God. By having faith in his son. By believing what he has proclaimed to us as the king is true. Jesus. You shall call him Jesus. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. That's how you please God. You believe the message. You believe Christ. You believe that. That. That is how God is glorified. That is how we have peace. That is how it is good news of great joy. Because trust me, if you get tomorrow morning underneath the tree what you hoped all year that you'd get. You are going to be pretty happy. But more than likely it will be in a garage sale in two or three or five years. And then what? Then you're going to want something else. And it's going to wind up in a future garage sale. See, we chase things all of our life to satisfy our cravings and our needs and our desires. And whether it's with relationships or whether it's with things or material things. And all of those fall empty because they're all material, they're not meant to last forever. You can't take them with you when you die. They may not even last until you die. And even though they give you temporary satisfaction and happiness in this life, nothing like that will last. The only thing that lasts is pleasing God. The only thing that matters in the end is where do you stand with God? That's the question that we must all consider this Christmas. It's about that Savior who has come to bring good news of great joy. It's about that Savior who is glorifying God in the highest and enabling men and women and boys and girls to have peace with God by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for their sins and that he rose again from the dead. Does that mean I'm going to live a happy and perfect life and never be sad again? Oh, I wish that was true. I wish that was true. But we still live in a broken world. But I know, I know that the hope of Christmas is that we get just a taste of heaven here. And then, when we're there, we will fully see what our faith cannot see with our eyes. And our faith will be made sight. And we'll be singing with those angels, glory to God in the highest. Thank you, Jesus, for sending your son. Thank you, God, for sending Christ for us. And this is how peace is achieved. When men and God are reconciled. That's being brought to an agreement, being brought to an account. And Christ does that by washing away our sins forever, by dying on the cross for our sins. And we are declared righteous by faith when we trusted him. Oh, I'm asking you today, friends, to trust in Christ. This is how you have peace with God. This is the message of Christmas. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Father, help us, help us as we consider these weighty words for so many that are in this room and so many that are watching online, I pray they would take to heart the true message of this passage, that they need to be at peace with God, that they need to be reconciled to God. That God must be glorified. And this is why, this is why we sing songs about him. This is why we're gathered tonight. This is why we're going to join with our families and friends tonight and tomorrow. Celebrating him while we enjoy one another and the gifts and your blessings together. Oh God, glorify yourself and your people now as we sing. And as we head towards the conclusion of this service. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for the hope that Christmas gives us now. And we're so thankful for the hope that Christmas will give later. For we know, we know all the aches and pains of this world will fade away. And one day our faith will be made sight. Help us, God, until that day. Give eyes and ears to those who don't yet believe, to those who are not yet at peace with God. May they trust in you and know your love for them tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.